The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Man, life can be difficult. I mean, a lot of times it feels like the world is just ripping apart at the seams and you can't take it anymore. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. No matter what the world throws at us each day, anxiety, fear, confusion, we can still choose to overcome. Overcomer is the latest book from best-selling author David Jeremiah. Dr. Jeremiah reminds us we're not alone in this fight. God knows what we need. Overcomer is a personal yet practical book that offers a message of hope and strength for today. Overcomer, available everywhere right now. Tom Jipping, Senior Legal Fellow at Heritage Foundation. Hey, Tom, how are you, sir? Good morning. <laughs> Although I, think we... your, I think your expectations are too high for people like that. <laughs> okay. I, and what I wanted to have you on to talk about the Kavanaugh confirmation, but being a Senior Legal Fellow, maybe you can help us dive into this 13th Amendment thing. Um, did that make sense? I, I don't know if you heard the whole thing where he said... I did. Okay. Um, you know, it it makes you want to bring back that how a bell becomes a law little thing on Schoolhouse Rock and, and, or Schoolhouse Rap or I don't know whatever whatever it is. But somebody somebody needs some education That's about right. uh, about civics. I think so. The Thirteenth Amendment, real quick, um, but I don't want to put you on the spot here. But um, obviously, uh, abolish slavery. But when it comes to prison, there was some addendums for prison, right? Well. Prison isn't slavery. Okay. I mean, let, let's let's you know let's not miss the forest for the trees here. Good point. Uh, prison isn't slavery. Slavery is literally the enslavement of innocent people by you know others and so on. Prison isn't slavery. Period. You 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 can. I'm sure if I were in prison, I would want to call it that. And such, <laughs> but it isn't. It but yeah, isn't. Yeah, they don't just pick you up, or they're not supposed to just pick you up no. off the street and throw you in jail. Usually, there's something. Sell, that they don't sell that. you. They don't. No, no, no. It's just. It's not. It's so, not. so what's your take on the uh, Kavanaugh confirmation uh, uh, hearings thus far, and then where are we going with this? Well, I think what you're seeing is Democrats and Republicans, probably in the whole Senate, but certainly on the Judiciary Committee, they're like two ships passing in the night. (laughs) Republicans are approaching this uh, as a confirmation process with a specific purpose. They're approaching the allegations against Kavanaugh. Uh, in that context, and so they're focusing on those allegations. Is there evidence for them, etc.? Democrats are focusing much more broadly on issues and other political agendas, so they don't care whether there is support for evidence for corroboration for her allegations. Uh, those allegations are useful to them politically, whether they're true or not, whether they're established or not. Uh, and whether they destroy a man and his family or not. So that, that's kind of how I see things right now, is, is really two different playing fields. They're, they are not talking about the same thing. They are not approaching it in the same way. I do think, in this instance, the Republicans are right. I mean, their, their focus is correct. The confirmation process is the only context in which a nomination can be considered. There's all kinds of other ways to address issues of sexual violence and all that other kind of stuff. But uh, these are specific allegations against a particular nomination in the context of the confirmation process, and it ought to be looked at that way. Yeah, it troubles me to... um to just side with the right or have people believe that I'm siding with the right. But honestly, the Republicans have more gotten this one right. Um, I mean, the 
the sideshow of what may have happened to Dr. Ford, what Brett Kavanaugh may have been like in high school, any of this stuff is just that. It's a sideshow. You have to follow this due process. If we don't, I mean, Tom, we're all doomed. Well, uh, anybody listening to this uh, ought to just put themselves in the situation of if you've been accused of something and told that you are guilty until proven innocent, what would your reaction be? I mean, not in this country, in a decent society under the rule of law, um, innocent until proven guilty isn't just a technical legal concept. It's how we ought to treat each other generally. Mm. And it certainly ought to be the case when the government is involved. Brett Kavanaugh is innocent until proven guilty. Uh, I just took a look at the memo that Rachel Mitchell, the the yeah. sex assault prosecutor uh, who had asked questions of Dr. Ford, she, she made her own independent uh, assessment, not not at the request of the Republicans, but just on her own as a prosecutor. And the way she put it was, well, he said, she said situations are tough to prove. This is even weaker than that, because the evidence that we do know either fails to corroborate or actually contradicts Dr. Ford's allegations. So that should be enough for the confirmation process. Pursue it elsewhere further if you like. Uh, ask the Congressional Research Service to look into it. Hold a hearing on it. All these other things that senators and House members can do about issues. But as far as the confirmation process for Brett Kavanaugh, that should decide it. So I've not read Rachel Mitchell's um, uh, the information that she put forth, but what is her? Is she saying it's it's not just a he said she said? Why is it weaker? Because she couldn't come up with well, some she of the has, information. Uh, she, she goes. She actually goes through eight different categories okay. of problems, uh, including. I'll just read the head, yeah. the headings. Doctor Ford has not offered a consistent account of when the alleged assault happened. She has struggled to identify Judge Kavanaugh as the assailant by name when speaking, even with her husband. Doctor Ford changed her description of the incident. Doctor Ford has no memory of key details of the night in question. Her account of the alleged assault has not been corroborated by anyone she identifies as having attended, including her lifelong friend. Dr. Ford has not offered a consistent account of the assault. Dr. Ford has struggled to recall important recent events relating to her own allegations, and her testimony regarding recent events raises further questions about her memory. Dr. Ford's description of the psychological impact of the event even raises questions. So, wow. And that's, that's uh, you know, Democrats aren't going to listen to anything that Rachel Mitchell has to say. I get that. She, but she, was, uh, she is a prosecutor in this field, has been for 25 years. And by the way, in 2003, Janet Napolitano, who was governor of Arizona at the time, a Democrat, uh, named her uh, outstanding Arizona sex wow. assault prosecutor. And by the way, your audience might not know that Janet Napolitano was Anita Hill's lawyer in 1991 oh, when, for- Anita, when, when Anita Hill made accusations against Clarence. Scott. I forgot about that. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, this is interesting. Know. This case is in, it, it, this shows you, Tom, how powerful this testimony was. I watched most most of Dr. Ford's, if not all of it, uh, most of Brett Kavanaugh's. I mean, I've really been tuned into this. And still, even though I knew some of the objections and caught things, again, I'm not trying to do the aha gotcha. I'm just trying to take it all in. I knew there were some problems. But the way Rachel laid it out, it's, you're right, worse than even I realized. Well, in other words, I've been marketed to. It's, it's powerful politically, but it's, 
but you know credibility is more than just how someone comes across or sort of the emotional reaction you have when you see it on C-SPAN. Credibility is also, is there any corroboration for it? Mm. Are the people who she said were there actually there? You know, you gotta, you got to look into the substance of it, too, not just sort of the optics of it. And when you do that... Uh, th- there's just not much there, which means for purposes of the confirmation process, um, I-, I think once the FBI now has gone over the same ground, and by the way, that's what they're going to do, that's what they're doing. They're going over the same ground that the Judiciary Committee's investigators did, conducting the same interviews. It's just going to be on FBI you know, letterhead instead of somebody else's. But once that's done... And then it's time to vote. You know, the confirmation process is for the purpose of the Senate expressing its uh, support or opposition to a presidential nominee. Once all this stuff is in, let's vote. So in your professional opinion, does he get confirmed? Um, I think he does. I I mean, uh, unfortunately, uh, there's so much opposition and and, and almost hatred of President Trump on the Democratic side, that uh, it it makes an an objective assessment of Kavanaugh's qualifications and even an objective assessment of these allegations virtually impossible. So, you know, it's it's likely to be a partisan, completely partisan vote. It shouldn't be. Um, But I I think that um, at the end of the day, somebody who is this well-qualified, and against whom, you know, allegations of this sort have so little basis, uh, he ought to be confirmed, and I think he will be. Tom, I really appreciate you joining us and your insight. Uh, Tom uh, is heritage.org, right? Yes, that's right. And what we'll do is we'll tweet out a link to that, and they can find out all about you as well. Thanks so much, that'd, buddy. Appreciate that'd it. That'd be awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Tom Jipping, uh, Senior Legal Fellow at Heritage Foundation, heritage.org. Good stuff. Uh, smart guy there and laid that out. He's right about that. One of my biggest takeaways of what he just said there is not only is innocent until proven guilty a legal standard, which we we do and ought to have, but it should be the standard we all have uh, daily in our lives, how we treat each other. Society ought to operate aside from the legality of it. Hey, it's Doc Thompson, and you're listening to The Morning Blaze. And if you like what you're hearing on this show, then you probably will like Pat Gray Unleashed. Available now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Direct Fire is a jet-fueled political thriller that's now available in paperback. It's taken from the 30 years of military service of Brigadier General Anthony Tata. His books have gotten high praise from George H.W. Bush and Glenn Beck. In Direct Fire, a Delta Force veteran races against the clock to take out terrorists gathered in the North Carolina mountains. The terrorists have already taken down military brass and civilian leaders, and that's only the beginning. Direct Fire is on sale now. Just visit AJTATA.com. That's AJTATA.com. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.